We know we need a website for our business, but are we expecting less from it than we should? Back in the day, people used to call websites a brochure, while some people still just see it as a must-have and what I call the most expensive flyer on the internet. It can and should be so much more than that. I like to see a website as your storefront or welcoming office, a place where people walk in or land on and know they're in the right place, that it's feeling good, they get you, and that they can ask for help, book time, or buy from you right there and then. So I want to ask you a question. Is that the experience that you're having with your website? If not, this is the episode for you. Hi, my name is Rachel Claver and I'm a content marketing coach and strategist for small business owners and this is my podcast, Confident Content. And even though I love content, I do know that sometimes content is just not enough to get you the leads you need. Look, I'm not going to be egotistical about this. I am a realist. It's great content combined with technical setup, branding and some skills and putting all that content out there in the right way that really makes it work. So today, that's what we're focusing on, and we're focusing particularly on websites. So I'm just laughing because I say particularly, I've taught my kids to do it, and my husband Rod thinks it's hilarious because it's meant to be particularly, particularly, and I say particularly, so I'm trying not to say it. Anyway, we're going to continue. Um, so today I talked to Iona Elwood-Smith. Hi, Iona. Uh, she's the founder and owner of Grow My Business, a website company in Wellington, New Zealand, with a speciality in helping service-based business owners get a website that helps make them money. Iona and I both share a love of having converting content on websites, but we also both know that you need to have some other things in place working on your website for it to become that trust-building, lead-generating powerhouse of a salesperson for your business. So if you'd like your, your website to do more of the heavy lifting, then this episode is for you. Hey, Iona, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you. Now, um, I will say that um, Iona is also one of my clients. She's here as an expert today. And I want to say that when Iona first approached me to work with me, I was a little bit awestruck because I think she is the bee's knees when it comes to doing what she does. She has an incredible gift, uh, particularly in um, helping and empowering women. Not This is not part of her business. This is extra. Women in business really... Um, grow and develop and I actually have known her for quite a long time because I actually went and spoke at one of her events and I'm going to do that this year too which I'm super excited about. Um, so she is someone that I highly respect in this space. Now I've made her super nervous by saying that but Iona do you want to just introduce yourself to everybody first and tell us a little bit about what you do at Grow My Business and uh, why this is really important to you. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Yeah, so I call myself a website strategist, and not everybody knows what that is. Um, but basically, I do the thinking part behind it all, because that's the, that's the part that's important, right? Everybody thinks, um, oh, it's important to get a beautiful website. Well, you know, newsflash: ugly websites work, you know. But it's 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 getting all the right combination, like you're saying, about content and all of those things. And so for me, my background is actually in business development, business operations, and I was doing some business coaching uh, with people, um, which I actually hated. Um, and I ended up working harder than um, my clients did on their businesses. And I love business, you know, and there's so, so much possibility and opportunity so uh, for me, uh, I started doing websites for them because it was it's just that platform where you can describe your business to somebody that you've never met before. 
you know, and that's that's quite a big ask. But you know, you start talking about your target market, your key messages, all of that. It is your website is your business hub, and so people just ask me to build more and more websites, and that started eight years ago. Um, started with little little websites, and have built the business. We have a team of five now. And my son joined me when he turned 16 and went to um, design school. He worked part-time and he now works full-time in the business. So um, every day I just wake up excited about possibilities of, of new businesses and, and just being part of that change process and just seeing the wow factor go on for people. And that, as I say, it's not always about the design and, and dare I say it, the content, um, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's it is, not just that. It, it is. Yeah. It's putting it all together, and that's the part that I I bring to the table. Yeah. So, like, one of the things, and I know we're going to probably talk about a few different things here, but um, I was talking to you actually one of our coaching sessions, but I was mentioning that one of the things we've got to do this year is to upgrade upgrade what we're sitting on because we're on a very old WordPress template, and so. One of the things that is penalizing us in terms of search, and I'm pretty lazy around this stuff because so many of our clients come to us from our content and then come to our website. So they're pretty on fire to come there, but you still want to eliminate barriers. And one of my barriers is that our website's loading speed is, is quite a lot, lot slower than it could be. It's not in that danger, danger zone, but it's definitely there. And that's one of those things, right? There's nothing more annoying than going to a website and it taking ages to load. Like I'm the most impatient person with that sort of stuff. And that's the sort of thing you're saying it really counts, right? That's not content. Oh, no, it's not content. And and it is um it's actually about the site visitor and their experience. And that's that's absolutely what it's all about. And so like you say, I mean, we're busy people. There's there's a saying that says, you know, you've got three seconds to capture attention because we have a short attention span. I don't believe that to be true. I think um we we watch like ten episodes of Netflix in a row, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. it's just not true. You know, we yeah. binge watch when we want to. So um what it is is that if you're not capturing through design, through content, through just a really sleek experience, then that's where you lose people's interest. So, yeah, yeah I, I really like that because I have a bugbear with that whole idea. Like I around that quick thing, like that people's um, people's concentration pans are getting slower, shorter. So we need to have this short form content. Well, if that was true, why are TikTok going to 10 minute reels and then finding out that those are actually the ones that are converting better, like those longer ones. If that was true, why is it so many Gen Z's are hooked on YouTube and they're the ones that grew up with all that short attention span space. It's not that we have a short attention span for things. It's more that we have to stay captivated enough to not and feel we're like more it's selective us. yeah we're, we're more selective more, yeah we want we yeah. want good stuff don't throw us you know the same generic rubbish that everybody else yeah. does you know if you're doing the same as everybody else and nothing changes well you know then <laughs> we're getting a change, problem yeah you've got a problem now no, I, don't I don't normally out, out people so fast but you do have and I'm hoping hoping fingers crossed this is live by the time because it's going to come out in a couple of weeks that uh, I'm recording I hate saying that to people sorry I know that you're getting this today but this is recorded in the past um but hopefully it'll be live by then but I really I'm hoping it is and I know make it happen uh but you have developed an amazing free resource and so I'm just going to say that we won't be able to cover everything that we're going to talk about but I've read it because obviously as your coach I got to see it and have a look and it's such a great 
thing around the 15 things your website really needs to have. So I'm going to say that we're talking about some stuff now, but I would really encourage anyone to download that from you because it is such a great resource on just checking through, is my website meeting the mark in these areas? Uh, because that's important. What I love is that Iona is not talking in a techie way. She's really breaking it down so that you can understand it because none of us feel good when we're talking to someone and going, cool, and no idea what you're talking about. So you've really stopped that and, and removed that kind of like freaky experience. But let's, let's get started with this. So obviously when you're going through that strategy process and we would probably have a similar strategy process around a marketing strategy or website strategy around really narrowing that arrow of who we're talking to, what we're going to offer them and those sort of things. So if we just put that to the side, because we both know that that's an essential part of it, what are some of the things that people just tend to get wrong or don't think are important when it comes to websites and how they need to function? Yeah, good question. So um, look, for me, it always is, you know, I touched on it before, the user experience. Mm. And by that, it's, you know, how simple can you make it for people to find your stuff? That's all it is, you know, because they've come with a purpose. You mentioned, you know, with your website, they already know. So they want to know, they want to have a a quick view, um, what it is, you know, so as you said, you know, who, who you are, what you offer, why you so this is this is your point, you know, you know, your time to shine. It's what is your um distinctive difference. Um and then give them the button to click and go. Like you, you are you 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 know, and people just put all their crap on a homepage and that's one of my bugbears, right? Oh, it's God, like so you know, oh, your yeah, homepage is a transit lounge, it is yeah. not the destination. Oh, I love that line. Your your homepage is a transit lounge, not a destination. Okay. So let's just talk about old school website design and yeah. what we're saying here. Because I know that when I was first, te- I mean, I've been doing this stuff for for years. And back in the day when I was doing marketing stuff and we'd talk about how to do the website, it was all about, you know, you've got to get them to the contact page. But often, and then you're like on the contact page, then they're going to have to find your content. But what you're saying is, is to eliminate that friction point as well, eh? Make things as easy as it is for people to take that next step in the journey. Yeah, 100%. And be aware. And and look, the thing is, with your, you know, we talked about the design and the content, that's all directing them, they're pathways. You're creating pathways through your website to where you want the client to go because you know who your target market is. So give them the, the steps along the way to take. So if you know that they need to understand the package, take them to the package. It's not all contact me, contact me, contact me because then they arrive and they don't even know really what you do. And you, you want um, qualified people coming through. You don't want randoms who are not your customers. Your time's precious too. So um, it is just about making it simple, knowing what your clients are coming to, and not and cut the overwhelm. If you've got six different services, pick your top three. Yeah, I'm so you know, with you on this one. It just and and like. <laughs> You know, like the old fashioned, I was talking about this the other day. Um, I did a presentation, like the old navigation, and it's got like four tiers and click this and this drops down. Again, we we don't have a short attention span, but we do have online overwhelm. Oh, and we do. If, if yeah. there's too many choices, we just circle the drain. We just don't know what to click or where to go. And then we just decide that Netflix and, and uh, a piece of cake is way easier. Right? So, yeah. and, or, or, or I'll go to your competition who made this really, really mm. Streamlined for me. 
But I, do, um, you, do you know, I, sorry to interrupt you, Iona. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a terrible, I should have warned you yeah. at the start. I mean, you know it, but I, I do interrupt. I apologize. Um, but, you know, I think I've told you the story that um, I, I stripped our website, you know, about five or six years ago to a three or four page website. Before that, I had, I think it was 53 pages. A lot of them on that drop down. And people would stay on our website for a long time. They'd browse for ages, but they wouldn't ever take action. And I find that drop down thing really frustrating when I'm trying to use it as well I think why do you think people do it why do you think people do that on their website because I've got a theory around it but I'd love to know what yours is yeah it's it's like you go to a marketplace right and you put out all your wares and then people will choose the one but the thing is that they've come to you for your expertise it's your job to direct them Um, and so if you put everything out there then it's like oh yeah this is good Oh, but what about this one? Oh, and then they've got this other one. And like you say, mm. they've, they've, they've gone through your 50 pages. They forgot why they came. <laughs> yeah, and quite often, even on those pages, there isn't even a call to action if someone was interested right. in that thing, yep. right? Yeah. Can I tell you another thing I think with, with websites, and I think this is why having someone like you is so important, is I think people often know they need a website very early on in their business. And it's much easier making one after you've been in the year. Like I'll often say, do one now, but probably in one or two years, you probably have to redo it. And you should always be redoing it every couple of years as you change. But I think people often use designing their website as their pseudo business plan. So they're kind of going, I want to offer this and I want to offer this and I think, and so I'm just going to kind of put it all on the website and kind of see what sticks. Do you yeah. think that happens too? It, it happens all the time. And because, you know, when people start out too, they're not really 100% clear themselves. And by putting everything out, they think that it's going to help see what people are going to go for. But it actually undermines them because what we come to your website for is to see your expertise and your authority. So if you've put everything out and given us all these options, it, it, we don't get a sense of either of those things. Because we come to a website, you know, um, you know, we, we want to start trusting you. That's a big factor. So getting reviews, all of those kind of things, they're more better. It's better to have that kind of thing than having six services. You better have six reviews than six services. Pick two services and, and get reviews, get social proof. Um, cut your whatever content you've written, cut it in half because you've probably written a book. Yeah, probably. Actually, can I just say that from a soundbite perspective of this, I love all your little sayings. Like I can tell you one thing that you're doing that so many of our other clients that I want to happen to do, you really know the little things that you'll say. And they make those are some of the things you can do. If we're talking about content on a website, those are the things that as you develop and become proficient in what you're doing, Putting more and more of those from a content perspective on your website helps people feel really safe and secure with you, don't they? Oh, yeah. Look, 100%. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So, let's just talk. So, we talked about narrowing the services. I really like that. Making the uh, website easy to use. Is there a hack or something that people can do to see how easy it is for their current website to use? Is there, is there anything that you suggest that they do that they could do to see how easy it is for someone else to use to kind of test it? Uh, look, there are all sorts of online tools, but the best thing really is um, get your friends, get people to do it and give them a job. Just yes. say, look, I want uh, you to come to my website with the idea that you're interested in this particular service and mm. get them to see how many steps and actually sit alongside them 
and just see because it's actually astonishing. There are tools that track how yeah. people use your website. So you can do um, uh, Hotjar mm-hmm. is, is a good one. Clarity is another one as well. And basically it shows how people are using yeah. the website. So you'll be totally amazed and people like they write these great big long home pages people very rarely scroll past like the third screen is you know you're doing well if you've got people have gone past three sections on your website that was a change for me because I our our website even after I'd made it quite natural and 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 like late paired back is our contact form was at the bottom and I was doing a presentation which included how to use Hotjar and you could see by the time they got to the bottom part, there was only, I think, 5% of people who had hit the landing page were still at that bottom part. And someone in the audience said to me, well, if it's 85% at the top, why don't you just put that contact form at the top? And I looked at them and I was like, oh, damn you, that's annoying. And I was like, but I'm going to do it. And I said, I'm going to do that. And literally within 48 hours, the leads started coming in. And all it was is I'd moved this thing that was an important part and was working, but I put it in the right place. Yeah, yeah. And and that's it. And it is about, it's always about he, how people are using the site. And what is intuitive to you is not intuitive to other people. Because you've had the thought process and you go there or you go, oh, and I like this color. And it's like, yeah, you might like that color, but no one can see it. So they're not using it. They're not clicking on it, you know. Um, and um, You know, I'm y- laughing y- because <laughs> I was ranting about this and we had all those designers in our group who were like, oh, no, 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 we can't have any of these colors. Sorry for you guys listening. I'm, a, I'm supporting you. I know it has to look beautiful, but it has to stand out on the page. You have to choose a color that stands out. Yeah, and it's always back to a business. What do you actually want people to do? You want yeah. them to contact you. Yeah. Well, if, you know, or book a call or yeah. buy your it's stuff. It's not enough for it to be beautiful. It has to be beautiful and work. Yeah, that totally, totally. Yeah. And and people skip that part. Mm. They actually get tied up, especially when people are building themselves. And, uh, you know, I am an advocate of first iteration of website of building it yourself. Yeah. And then you get a sense of your business better. But you get you get lost in what it is you offer and how you want it to look and you you have no um, degrees of separation of being able to stand back and see actually what is my potential client looking for and how can I make that super mm. easy for them. And I want to talk about this kind of constra- contrast and making those things obvious because one of the pushbacks that you may have heard in that first coaching session around websites was someone said, I can't use lime green. I'm like, it doesn't have to be lime green. Like it doesn't have to be this garish color. Like I could get away with lime green because I have brights in my thing if I wanted to do that. In fact, one of my landing pages does have lime green as a button, but it's not actually about making it garish. It's just making it pop or stand out. So that when people are scrolling, they notice that that's where they go to take the next step. It's like a choose your own adventure kind of, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and I had one lady one year and she built this website. She said, oh, and I'm, you know, take a look at my website. It was beautiful. It was, it was a baby product. It was so beautiful. And then I clicked. There was no buttons. And I, but they had, she had these big, beautiful images. And I'm clicking and I'm going, Leslie. I can't buy on your website. She completely <laughs> forgot to add in all that. There was no way for me to buy. Like she built the I shop in the it. back. It's so got, common. It's like, it's oh, so common. Dude, I you had one it. job. Yeah, I do that. Can I ask a question actually on this? And we might have different opinions. I don't actually know your answer on it. Um, so is one call to action on that homepage enough? Or do you think you should have more than one? And should you have different types of call to actions? 
No, I think you should have two. Um, I have a primary and a secondary. So what is the main thing that you want people to do? And then you just reiterate that through the page. But the reality is that when people... Oh, so hang on. So can I just ask, primary, so you're saying one type, the primary, reiterate, that means you may have multiple options for them to take that action through the page. Yes. So there might be more than one time that you have that call to action, maybe in a slightly different phrase or option. No, I don't change the phrase. Okay, you keep the phrase the same. So it is about that consistency. So anytime, so mostly like I work a lot with service-based business. So normally it is, it's getting the call. So it's making yourself available and you decide on your language, you know, depending on on your positioning. Call me now. Yep. Book a time today. Yeah, but don't yep. change that through the site. Don't have cool. all of those because that's, that's quite jarring. Um, and But I do, um, now the homepage is a little bit different because, as I say, it's a, it's a gateway. So you should have your click-throughs to service pages and things like that. But if you're wanting people to take an action for here and now, it should just be one per page, primary. Hmm. I like a secondary because, sec- I mean, secondary is a new word, but, uh, you know, there's, there should be like a... Um, a, a slow option if they're not ready to take that first step what else can you offer them to engage so often it's a download or something like that that lead so generation option for those people that, that are yeah yeah because we talk about and I don't know if your numbers are the same but I always say that the numbers I share so they could be different to yours is that three percent of people who come to your website between one and five percent but three three percent are ready to take action today around 30 percent could be almost there and just need like a little nudge and could be you know, take you over in the next like twenty eight to sixty days. Then there's these people that might take a lot longer, like years, and then there's thirty percent that are never going to buy from you. So that's kind of I don't know if they're similar to the stats you use. Yeah, yeah, they would be pretty much. I similar. mean, I think um, potentially, you know, your action and thinking about it numbers for most businesses would be lower. I yeah. mean, you've been around for a while. You know, you you've got a very wide yeah, reach probably one so percent is yeah I, I think really the, the conversion rate on a website is probably one to two percent yeah I um, agree with that for most for most mm. people um and but I think that you can get a good 20 percent um with with a slower option for those so, people that are not quite there so a couple of things with that let's just talk uh, this is my content thing hooking in so the first thing is around that one to two percent Let's just talk about that from numbers because we say percent. Let's just actually, for those of us who've forgotten how percentages work, that means for every hundred people that come to your website, it's likely only one or two will book with you or buy from you or take that step to connect with you to talk to you about a sales process. So when you're looking at your traffic in terms of analytics, if you're only getting a hundred a month, it's why you're only getting one or two leads a month and not every lead's going to convert to sales. So that's that's the numbers we're talking about. So you, when you're looking at it, you have to be looking at the numbers game of thinking about how many leads you need to have coming in from your website in particular and then how much traffic, good traffic, do I need to get to my website to get those leads? And I know we're not talking about that, but that's part of this, right? Like that is that. Absolutely. And that's where the marketing really, uh, you know, just dovetails into websites, you know, because people will say, oh, I've got my website now. When will the, you know, when will the hordes arrive? It's it's like, like, do a few things, unfortunately. I always say, look, you know, you've just opened a shop and, you know, the 
back end of Ikatahuna, you know. Excuse me. Yeah, Ikatahuna it is kind of, yeah, sorry, Ikatahuna. We didn't mean yeah. to have a go at you. But it is, it's, it is exactly a really great way of saying it. You're, you're basically in the most remote rural community of anywhere you can imagine. It's a dirt road to your house. It's fairly even noticeable. And here you are and you're trying to get more people to come in. But you've got yeah. no signpost or anything. You've got directing. no signpost. You're not telling anybody about it. Right. You know, one of the first things, you know, we send out to people is right now, share it with your mum, share it with friends, share it with family, start getting all of that. You know, send it to random people, you know, get traffic to your website and start feeding it. But if mm. you're not doing marketing around it, you know, it's going to be a long haul. Yeah. Okay, I really like that. Now, the secondary one, again, I'm just going to hit on the marketing thing um, because I know you know this too, but... Because uh, we're working on it. Not that you didn't know before, but we're working on it. That download, it's not enough just to have that secondary download. You need to have a way to stay in touch with those people because that slow burn is the keeping in contact with them, right? So that's just a little bit separate from what we're talking about, but is also important. Yeah, absolutely. Because for a lot of people, you know, they need... I just, um, for those what? of you that are listening... If they're not there and they just need that nurturing, they need those steps to go through towards... Um, Getting over, you know, they need to build that. They need to get to know you. They need to feel like you are the expert and you know what you're talking about. Um, and they need to start trusting you. And the only way to do that is through communication. Well, if they haven't booked a call, then the, the emails is the way to go. Yeah, so I really like that because, you know, when I talk about conversion rates, my highest conversion rate is actually on my emails, which come from those slow burn leads. Um, but let's go back to the website. So we've got our call to actions, and I love that. Um, and when we talked about, because you were service-based businesses, so the options for that action is call me. What are the other options? Uh, so for... Because I don't want that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what other... Um, yeah, so you've got call me and then you've got... Uh, you, you do like the download the free resource or find out um, for most service bases uh, businesses it's a lot about that trust which I mentioned before so they need to get to know you a little bit more so for the home page if you're not doing your download on there as your secondary then get them to your about page it's still the second most read page of a website um, and people just honestly they just put the most random stuff up there it's like hi I'm my owner I do this cool stuff you know it's like wow Okay, so my favourite is when they decide to use it as a biography and a detailed timeline of everything that's happened in their business since 1932. Correct, correct. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. So we, we sent out a, um, a, a content framework for people and we always say, it's like, you know, and, and one of my big bugbears, you, it's probably the same for you, Rachel, is mm -hmm. that I hate website speak. So yes. people that write content of what they think should be on a website rather than actually talking to a person. And so the same, and they do their, um, they start writing their about page and they start talking about themselves in third person for a start, yes. you know, <laughs> there's no connection and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think connection's really important and um, I, yeah, we could actually spend our entire time talking about, about us pages because I am like, I, but we're actually doing some stuff in our coaching program coming up about us. I'd love your impact and um, um, your input into that because I think it is such an important thing and people do get it wrong and we also try to talk ourselves up like we're doing some sort of job application when it's actually about an emotional connection. 
Yeah, and connection throughout the whole website. I mean, mm. since COVID especially, you know, yes. you talked before about how websites used to be in like brochures and they were so informational and just mm. all this text, you know. So, you know, I'm a bit dyslexic, so I see a chunk of text, I'm out of there, right? So yeah, I, I don't, just, I I don't, don't like read it. Give me, a, give yeah. me a good old bullet point any day. I love bullet points. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually used to, when I was talking about um, internet, when I wrote my book on internet dating, I used to say women love paragraphs, men love bullet points, but I actually love bullet points as well. When I was talking about dating profiles, I always like a good bullet point. I'll be like, oh yeah, check, 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 check. It's good. I like yeah. them. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But um, so, but what has um, fundamentally changed since COVID, and I think it's because we all went into isolation, is that mm. people are just looking so much for connection. I agree. So the websites that look like that they could be anywhere or built by anyone, a lot of e-commerce did really well through COVID and then failed miserably straight after because there was no depth, there was no connection yeah. or anything behind it. Um, and so bringing that connection through your your design because it hmm. reflects back to your um, ideal customer and your own personality and bringing that through in the content, they're all um, really, really key to a successful website because people we, want to reach out to you because they think, oh, oh they do. This they want to feel connected, cool. right? Yeah, yeah. And, they and want to feel connected. Like I was, you can like you can have the same target audience and have a different way of connecting. Like I'm interviewing someone later on today, Nat, um, who's um, Nat Topoff, and one of the things I'm going to talk with her about is the fact that she and I have a completely different style, and I used to find it quite difficult because we have a different style, but we actually have the same audience. We actually work, but people are will often either work with me or her. They often they wouldn't often work with both of us. And the thing was, it's understanding that your voice will attract the right people for you. You can have, that's how people create that audience. Like that's how you do it. Um, and so I really love this topic and I'm going to try and get us off the content because you, you know I could talk about this all day. But I will say if I go to an About Us page, even if I love the, let's talk about e-commerce, if I love the products, I remember seeing these gorgeous uh, pajamas and, that, and I kept on looking at them. But when I would go to the About Us page, there was nothing on there for me to identify who it was. So I, I would not, I couldn't buy them. I just didn't trust the website enough to know who was the face behind the brand because it was a New Zealand brand. I'm like, I know pretty much a lot of the people in this space, you know, who is it? Why are they hiding their face? Why are they hiding their story? I don't trust it. I never bought from them. Yeah, yeah. Trust is a huge thing on a website um, because, you know, people might have been following you on social media but they might have been recommended or they've just done a search you know for whatever reason yeah so they they don't they just they just don't trust you yet yeah Um, and and we're scared of being scammed and all sorts of things on there so we we do look for the story um behind it all so So, okay so we've talked a little bit about user experience we've talked about my favorite things which is content (laughs) um so all those things let's take some other things that you think people need to think about when they're doing their website like what are some other things that they have to consider to get that website really functioning well for them so what call to actions yeah so we've got call to actions um it's uh, i don't want to go back into content but no, what go, I go, do- go 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 let's just do it <laughs> look you know i'm going to be happy about it don't worry about it we'll do it it sounds great <laughs> Well, it's actually about thinking that your website is your reputation as well. So you mentioned yes. that your website was going really slow. So yeah. look, those kind of things, like the technical things, you yeah. can fix it if it's going too slow. Talk to your host provider. So probably your your images are too big. 
your there's a whole lot of things that have yeah. slowed your website down. So you can look for a website speed test online and just bang on your website. It will tell you. Mobile optimization is um, oh, is a big one. Everything's on mobile these days. So if it doesn't work well on mobile and people can look at it while they're on the bus, then you're just losing a lot of customers that way. Um, broken links, not being out of date, all of those things, it just really devalues. Because if we don't trust your website, we don't trust you. So if we click on a link and it's broken and it doesn't take us where it's supposed to go, we're, we're, just, we're just out of there. So, so you know, you've really damaged your reputation. One of the things that I have to do that I don't, I don't think I've got one, I need to check, I, but I have it on my action plan, so I'm pretty sure I haven't done it, um, which I did make in January 2023. So, guys, I'm doing really well right now, um, achieving my list of things that I need to do, um, is the custom 404 link. Um, so a 404, do you want to explain it's what a 404 is yeah, and why it's why good, good to have to one of those just in case you do have a broken link on your website? Yeah, so um, every website should have a 404 because um, basically it's where all bro broken links go to die. Um, so it, it just means that there is a page that people go to so that Google recognises that um, you've done something about it rather than mm. it just being hugely broken. And you can do a lot of really fun things around it. So I've you seen can some say, great ones. There's just been some really, really fun. Um, and it's you almost like, want to find a 404 <laughs> on someone's website. You know, you're like, man, that was funny. Um, I'm like a Star Wars <laughs> uh, nutcase and it's, it's one like this uh, – this is not the page you're looking for. Oh, yes, something so like that. Good. Yeah. 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 So just cool things like that. And then, it, you know, there's always a link to redirect to the home page or up, back up to the navigation. So most pages, if you've got a broken link, that's best to set up a redirect. Um, if that content has um, ceased to exist, then the 404 will cover that off in the meantime. But again, you can run it through a backlink checker and it will show you all the ones that go to 404 and you can just go through and just redirect mm. them all. Um, I'm actually going, I, I've had a wave, a brainwave, Iona. I'm going to dress up as my spy. I'm going to use one of my spider photos of me dressed in spider thing and say, oops, it looks like my web is broken just here. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Because it fits into my marketing, so and, and totally on brand and all that. You yeah. can just so have fun around it, yeah, absolutely. And then people will be like, how do I find a broken link on Rachel's website? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 404 is like, there's a technical thing, but those are, this, so actually, what are some other things that Google likes that people often miss out? Like I've got one of my favorites. She talk about it as the favor con because people often don't know what that is and they don't know why it's important. And I, I'm like, I'm looking at you, said, you know, oh my gosh, look at all your tabs. I think you said it before. Like when you've got the tabs, like why is it important to have a favor con? So because we do have so many tabs open, it makes you easily identifiable up there. Google does like it. I actually have no clue why, but in terms of, you know, your checklist for your SEO, mm. it's right up there. Um, what was the rest of the question? Oh, I just so what is, so what, is, what is a favour comment? We know it's in the tab. Oh, like I just yes. said to you it's in the tab, but what is it? Yeah, it's it's just it's literally a tiny icon. It's yeah. just something that you can create as part of your um, logo suite. If you've got somebody doing your logo, uh, doing all your design work, then just ask if they can get a favicon. It's mm. really has been interesting to me that I've had people that have had logos, they've had all the stuff done, and I've still had to send them back to their designer and ask for a favicon as well. It just doesn't cut. It's quite it's interesting, standard, eh? isn't it? You know, yeah. where it's just like, oh, okay, but um. 
But with that, you know, people's logos, um, you know, on websites, you know, sometimes, you know, your logo is not the most important thing. It doesn't need to be the biggest thing on a page. No. Um, and... Oh, gosh, I'm so happy you say this. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. your logo, it's the other thing is my, my big bear is the logo and the byline. Like, people go, oh, you know, I need to have this byline. I'm like, you don't need a byline because it will probably change in, 20, in 12 months. So don't, just have your logo if you're going to have yeah, it. And it doesn't yeah, need to be yeah. there. And remember what it's there for. It's 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 an identifier, right? It's something that we glance again knowing, oh, we're in the right place because we see the logo of the business that we were expecting to buy. We're not we're not looking at it. We're, it's, we're, we're seeing it peripherally. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've um, seen one website recently and literally the whole screen, the whole first screen is, is her logo. And it's like, dude, you just made your whole website about you. Um you know, yeah. so I just immediately feel, oh, okay, yeah, not that okay, interested. So I promise I would never do this with you if you're a strategy client, but I do internally eye roll when people want to spend 45 minutes talking to me about their logo. Because I know, and, I, and I'm not saying logos aren't important, but actually for me, the logo is often the least important part of your business. Like if you don't know who your target audience is, who you're trying to talk to, how you're going to connect with them, that logo ain't doing any of that. When I first set up my business, I literally threw it up uh, overnight because my friend was setting up a co-working space. Um, and my first logo was an orange tick I stole off the internet. They, yep. They've got to hunt me down now, I know. Oh, it's so, okay. My first logo was on Canva and it was a light bulb, um, which I still have brought that light bulb icon part into my logo. But my first one was literally a Canva design, which is not illegal, not allowed to do it, don't own the rights to it. Um, chucked up on there and you know and I had that probably for the first 18, uh, 12, 18 months until I really worked out what I was doing and how I was you know like is that perfect no but by then I could afford to pay a graphic designer and get a proper one yeah and when we have people starting out as well if we're doing starter sites for people and they say oh do I need to do this and it'll be Ben does just nice fonts. Yeah, <laughs> like a nice literally, font. Until you My, know. Yeah. And and then you get to that point, like you say, normally a year down the track, maybe yep. maybe 18 months, then you look at the next level and then you can get it because you know who you are, you know yeah. who your audience is, and it just fits better. But I did want to touch on images, Rachel. Oh, do. Um, I love you talking yeah, about images. So, so images are a little bit of my bugbear. Um, it's like, can I just say this, you know, Shitty ones on your phone are not good enough, you know. <laughs> they just—you're sounding like Kate Thomas from our uh, coaching group when she said to me, "Your hair is literally green, yeah. and your promo <laughs> and your promo pictures. You have to come and do something with me." And I was like, oh, "All right," because I was using my green screen behind me, and so my poor greys were catching up oh, the green yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just look. I mean, I always get it with budget because you know we oh, work. Yeah. You know, we work with growth-focused businesses, and you know mm. they're at different stages, and you've got different amounts of budget. So you yeah. can't always afford. Look, number one go-to is get a photo shoot. Like what you've yeah, done with I yours agree. is amazing. I agree, it's absolutely amazing. But people yeah. can't always start there. Yeah. So for me, it's like get um, a photo of you as, as a service-based business. If you if you do not have a photo of you and you're the product, I'm out of there. I'm just gone yep. burgers. It's just, you know, you, you're agree. not standing up behind your brand. Yeah. Oh, if I'm you so have a team, this. your team needs to be there. And look, it can be something. It you know, it can actually be taken on your phone, but it yes, it, but it needs to be planned. You need to yes. all. At brush you need to, you need to brush you know? your hair. You need to have thought about what the background looks like. You can remove, like I've got a couple of clients where I've said, look, your photos 
even though they were done by a professional, have all this busyness in the background. So you can go and use Canva and blur that out, or you can get rid of it and cut it out for a headline. So you've got, you can do those things, but preferably think about it, like, and think about, make sure you're well lit. Make sure you've thought about having a couple of different options. So you're to the side, to the middle, to the other side, like write a list of the things that you could have so that you've got things to make it easier. Oh, can I, before you go into your little ranty thing, because I liked your rant. I, we should say, I have Rachel ranty pants. You should have Iona ranty pants because it's also really good. But on Canva, I, there's this new thing where if you've got an image and you're in the middle of the image, you can highlight just yourself and shift yourself to the right or the left and it fixes the stuff that should be behind you so that you can change it for a, like a website or something like that. That's awesome to know because um, one of my one of our challenges is you know so you know we do a lot of websites for coaches and mm. so they need to be front and center they are the yeah. product and so but when you want to do the hero image at the top of something it's landscape it and is. the number of times we get portrait and yes. you know or said look we can't make this wider or us we end up with just giant face in the middle. Yes, it, you get like this, like, it's squeegee. Like, yeah, all I'm going to yeah. show is my teeth and my, and my nose. Oh, can I just also say while you're there, it's the same as if you're getting any PR. Like if I am doing something, like if we were doing a stuff column on this, which um, I don't, I'm not doing that anymore with these, but if I was doing that, so many people would only have a portrait to send me and stuff needs, like newspapers need, um, need landscape. So when you're doing your photos, you must have landscape as well as portrait just to have those in there. But anyway, keep on going with your photo. Yeah, a- absolutely. I'm yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, for, as we talk through with people what they're going to need, um, you know, I had one lady and she's lovely and she just had this beautiful photo shoot and looked amazing and literally all of the shots were portrait. Yeah. So we had to kind of redesign the the website around it. It was it was not. It, it makes it we, hard. We made it work. You know, she'd paid significant amount of money, mm. but you know, had she said at the beginning, you know, what do you need? It's like actually, we need a mixture, but we need a couple of landscape. We need you to be positioned left or positioned yes. right. You know, you need to have that variety. All of those things, the preparation. But if you don't have, um, you know, the funds to do a big photo shoot, um, budget for it and get it done within a year. Um, I agree. I so it, agree. Yeah, but you can you can use you can use stock images, but you still have to use the right ones. Um, now, look, there's so many sites, and it's like, oh, these are free, these are free. And I've just been on. Uh, I was on another. I was actually stalking some competition, and imagine my horror to see a photo on there that is used on a gazillion websites. Mm-hmm. Now you can image check. So you, if you get a um, image, let's say of something like Unsplash, now they have really cool images. They do. But they are just so. Some of them are so overused. Yeah. Just put it into Google search and see what it comes up with and just be really, really careful about what other sites are using those same kind of images or, or how many. I've just had a thought about Unsplash because I think with the algorithm, they probably show you the ones that are used most first. And I wonder Correct. if there's a filter where you can go least used. I wonder if there is I'm a I'm not sure if that. there is, but... Um, Go don't to page be, twelve. Yeah, but but don't be generic in your search. Be yes. be highly specific because yes. you know uh, you, there is gold in there. I mean, there really, is, really yeah. beautiful. I mean, I I pay for iStock. 
mm. um, because you've got more variety. You've got a but look demographic as well. Look, mm-hmm. you know who we are in New Zealand. We have a very definite demographic, which is different to a lot of American photos. Yeah. So our um, faces I, look different. Like I can actually faces, spot our you know, body size, our body you know, shape. Yeah, everything's different. Everything. We tend to wear less makeup. We dress differently. Um, you know, both you and I are having messy hair days, uh, you know, and that's kind of normal for Kiwis, many Kiwis, you know, and I think there is, there is a, you need to have a look and feel. And there are some sites starting to crop up in New Zealand, Australia with actual New Zealand Australians in them, which is really great, but it is hard to find them, but it's important, you know, like we want to see a range of ethnicities that match your demographic, for example, I, I, I worked with an early childhood centre and they were in South Auckland and their primary target audience was Māori and Pacific Islanders. Every single child and family on their website was Pākehā. And it's, it was like the first thing we've got to change is these photos because these aren't who you are. We're not trying to be anti-Pākehā. I'm trying to say, hey, let's value the audience you have. Let's actually make them feel that it's for them. And so let's incorporate photos that actually show that they've come to the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, True Stock is a really nice one um, in oh, New that's Zealand. A nice one. And um, they do um, a lot of our demographic because it is very hard to find Māori and Pacifica mm. images. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's really important to actually think about that. Like, you know, thinking about that also with. The um, stock, I was going to say with the stock photos, you can create your own stock photos if you're having that photo shoot. Pay for them as well. Like have a list of things that you would like maybe. Like if you're wanting, what, what would be a stock photo? I guess things like having a coffee cup on like, um, yeah. I, I know um, photographers you hate this, but like a coffee cup with your laptop or you know, like being at a site, you could arrange some of those stock photos. Yeah, as well. and meetings, like you know, if a meetings. lot of the work that you do is meetings, yeah. or even if you do a lot of Zoom, even pictures of you on Zoom, it's 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 back to the trust, you it know. And, and like you say, with the education centre, if if you're going there seeing Pakiha and and you're not Pakiha, you think, is this right for me? So yeah. any every little thing that we do on the website creates a feeling and it, we want the feeling to be warm and fuzzy not not a disconnect and and images just play a huge part of it so um yeah it's just really worth taking the time um and if you use stock images use them temporarily and and keep them on brand as well like just putting random pictures up there just put a bit more thought into them okay i've got three technical questions about images the first one is you mentioned before that site speed can be impacted by file size, including image size. So if you have this beautiful big image that's come from a photographer, and often they will do web res as well, so they are smaller, but is there something you can do to make those photos smaller without compromising on the quality? Yes, there's a lot of online compression tools. Um, even in, Some use them in the back end of the website. I'm not a fan okay. um, because... Um, Image compression plugins tend to create um, compressions of all possible size variations. So you might end up with 20 different sizes. So that actually, while you've compressed the image, just has um, you know a negative long-term um, impact. We use, I think um, the team use uh, Image Resizer and it's got a compression tool so you cool. can resize it. Talk to your web designer. They'll tell you what size to use. Like mm. often if you're getting a, a shoot, it comes in at, at um, six megs or something like that. And mm. it's just like, it's just too way big. too big. It's just too way big. too big. Yeah. Um, and um, 
more and more as well, you're getting web files, which will be, um, so you just get them in a different format. Oh, I was going to ask about that because this is a change and I don't actually think Canvas caught up with this. So it used to be that, well, back in the day, it started off with JPEGs and then we went to PNGs, which was a higher quality that would stay with with the resolution if you increase the image. But now we've moved to this new format, which is called WebFile. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's actually I know, called. But, but, yeah. but that's a different type of Thing. And you can get a converter if you want to, to convert to those. Like you can go from a PNG, like you find a free converter if you want to, if you're doing it yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Um, and often there's bulk converters. So yeah, so just changing the file size. Um, and then people um, uh, put photos on a CDN, which is cloud, something like Cloudflare. Cloudflare, yeah. And what that means is that the, the let's just say an image of your image shows on your website but the image actually lives externally and so it's not sh- it's not slowing it down it's the same like videos oh, so like, how it works. okay I didn't know because yeah, yeah. I've got it and I don't know how it works so that's yeah, yeah, awesome yeah yeah it's like with videos like you never upload a video directly to a website because it's just horrific you want to get a link to Vimeo or YouTube mm. or something like that and that's where they live oh you know what this is like because you're a Star Trek Star Wars fan it's kind of like you know when um, Leia is trying to communicate with Han Solo and they turn on the thing and it's like the image of her is there, but she's somewhere else instead. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that. totally. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> like that. Yeah, But not translucent and still it's a better quality image. Yeah. Um, they needed yeah. our technology in the future. T- totally. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so that's, the, that's one of the ones I want to ask. The other thing I wanted to ask, and I'm going to say my knowledge or understanding of images as I always say, Google is like a robot and it's it's a blind robot. So if you've got an image there and there's no words attached to that image, Google just sees it as a big blind spot or gap in your website. Is that correct? Is that kind of like the... So old tags, can you explain to people why they're important and what they are? Yeah. So alt tags on the back end of a website. So when you upload an, uh, an image, you can add an alt tag. And people just leave it because they don't know what it is. But yeah. basically, it tells Google what that image is all about. But also, it tells people um, for accessibility. So people that are vision impaired um, and they're using readers, uh, the reader goes through and tells them about the image. It's also a really great sneaky place to um, uh, add in your SEO. So mm. add in your keywords. So that's uh, around. So you can kind of describe the image, but add in your keywords around it as well. So, so for example, so if, if you're, you're a relationship yeah. coach or something like yeah. that, and it's it's yeah, um, uh, couple kissing before seeing their relationship coach or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just making that up. Or it but, could you be know, couple yeah. kissing before seeing um, Kate uh, Alabaster, relationship, relationship coach NZ. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. It's, yeah. it, it's it's totally. So, but um, the other thing to know about that is that you should not duplicate any of them on that page. So people often yes. go, oh, yeah, well, I want to add in my keywords, you know. Um, so we want to do Web Design Wellington and I'll put that on all of them. No, you, mm. you, you can't do that. Uh, and accessibility is going to become in more and more um, as as well around websites. So it should, it should be used a bit more as, as general practice for people. But... Good Amazing. for SEO, good for, you know, helps your traffic, helps Google and Google bases everything on relevance. So it wants to be relevant to the page. So if the image is talking about relationships, the content next to it needs to be talking about relationships as well. I love that. I've got a third question because I don't know the answer to this one. So yep. I'm actually, this is totally for me. Um, captions. 
yes or no on no cool cool so I don't do them and I don't like them but I was so I was kind of hoping you'd say that but lots of people do feel because there's a gap for it that they should caption it like put a little caption underneath yeah, it no, yeah it, no it just looks ugly um, and, I think and, so too and it, it detracts because we're not wanting to tell people everything we're giving mm. them a the image is there to give them the sense and the feeling right yeah. and if we've got a caption then we're telling them what they need to be thinking about it yeah I love so that so I yeah no and I'm, okay. I'm actually, uh, this is going to be controversial here, but um, I don't like videos on a website. I am not a fan. Okay, um, we do disagree on this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I knew that we would. Um, I was just talking with a lady on her website. I did, did a, a review for her and I'm saying, look, I'm sorry, I've gone through your whole website and I don't know what it is you're actually offering. Mm. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's in that video. I don't, oh, watch, yep. I, I don't watch videos, right? No. So yeah. I... I agree with you. I'm actually, I actually 100% agree with you. I don't believe that the video should have new content in it. I think that the video should be for those who like video, plus it gives you that Google boost from YouTube. But I 100% agree with you. I hate it when I ask someone a question like that and they say, well, you should watch the video. Excuse me, I'm the user. I like, like if someone sends me a voice message unsolicited, I'm like, hi, what are you wanting to talk to me? Oh, it's in the voice message. Okay, like on a LinkedIn, I'm like, okay, but I don't want to listen to your voice message. That's not how I want to communicate. So you write to me. No, no, I sent you the voice message. Yeah, you're communicating with me. So now you and I have hit the same thing. So I actually agree with you. I think the video should be an optional add-on for the YouTube, for the, sorry, for the SEO benefit and for those who may like it, but I 100% agree with you. It should not have new content on it. Yeah. Absolutely and, agree with you. Yeah. And a lot of, again, um, coaching, you know, people, like yeah. they, they want to do an intro. Oh, I'd love to do this intro video, Iona. And it's like over my dead body. Oh, but I don't say that out yeah. now. So, okay, I, so I, for example, like the About Us page, yeah. you could have like one that basically covers the same points and have that at the bottom. Or you could have one with like, um, but I, but I also agree because the other thing is, is, is they go, I paid this website. I, I, we're getting in trouble with people. Um, I've got, to, I'm, I'm doing some stuff with a video, a video coach later on, but I, I have the same, they go, oh yeah, I paid this video person and we've done this amazing. So I want this promo video on my website. I'm like, it has nothing that's going to convert. It's just got a whole lot of swanky little bits and pieces, like swishing in front of myself. People can't see my hands moving, but so I am actually, I am actually on your side with this one. I want the video there, but it has to be meaningful and have the SEO benefit. But besides that, don't put your dodgy videos on. Yeah, if it doesn't <laughs> add value, yeah, it actually loses think. value. I and so agree it, with yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, and look, there's just a huge demographic that don't watch videos. Yeah, and, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, I don't I'm watch videos. Fact, I just keep scrolling. Now, if yeah. I think there's something eye-catching or it might be interesting, I might click on it. But 99%, you know, I just I just don't. So, and I just we we do have to stop stop in a minute, and and um also I want to make sure you have time, but I will just say that my demographic, which is mainly forty plus business owners, forty plus year old business owners, um, we tried video as our like as our legion, like in terms of our chat, and because it works with lots of different markets, and we just had three months of no leads through our website when we did it, took it off, immediately went back, and people use the chat and use it for leads. But the video chat just didn't work for us. And I'm not going to, I think I'm quite good on video. I don't think it was me, my delivery. I just think there are definitely demographics too where that's not the converter for them. I didn't, I wouldn't 
I don't play with that stuff. I'm like, oh God, you know, so I don't, play, I don't do it. So I, uh, and I didn't want to not do it because I don't use it, but it was a real test. Like you do have to really think about whether you just chuck something on because it's a good, people say it's a great idea. It might not work for your website. Yeah. And look, you know, there is testing um, yes. because things change and you might have found it completely the opposite. So there is test, but there's also time to let it go, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, I it's so just like, agree. don't hang on yeah. to it forever. Don't hang on to it. Don't yeah. let your business go down the the Googler because of it. Now, I am going to out Iona here and say that Iona admitted to me at the beginning of this, before we hit record, this was the first time she's ever done a podcast. And I just want to say, round of applause for Iona because it was amazing. You were beautiful. You should do them more often because you're awesome. Um, I also love that we had some points that we disagreed on because that's always a goodie for me. Um, but if people want to get that amazing lead generation from you, which we, I can't remember the name we decided on. We probably haven't got it finally sorted out, but we'll have, get it like and, and, and do it and get that 15 points to go and check and then go either, cool, we're going to sort this out or, oh my gosh, I need an owner. How do they find you? Like what website do they go to? They go to growmybusiness.co.nz. And there will be a banner or a pop-up uh, when they can just click and download. And at the moment, it's called 15 Reasons Why Your Website Isn't Generating Any Leads. Perfect. It's a good name. I would I would get that. I would just tell you too, um, for those of you, um, get that website going doing that. And I'll just say to you, Iona, I think I mentioned to you that I'd put that download also in my LinkedIn and my Facebook. I'm getting two to three downloads a day since I started doing that more than I was in before and I got my second so since doing that I got my second lead directly just from that where they both said I got halfway through it and realized oh, I don't want to do this myself I want someone else to help me and that's what I want for you for this because I think it's a beautiful resource and you've done a really great job with it it's not a crappy I want people to see it and realize you know like quality lead generation quality downloads is so important when you've got a quality service and that's what you've done. It is very, very good. Thank you. Now, thank you so much. It's been a huge pleasure having you on. You've really set the bar for the other two people I'm interviewing today for this. <laughs> Sorry, Nat and Michelle. Um, but thank you so much. And, um, yeah, people get in touch with Iona, especially if you've got a service-based business, because she is really good at, at doing it. I would trust any client with her. Um, and that's a big thing for me because I have to make sure that they are going to be doing that. I've got a few website um, designers that do that, but one of the things with uh, Iona, which really makes her stand apart, is that strategy side. So um, I do really recommend her and her brain and how she works and her team. It's just they've got a great system. I trust their systems. And just quietly, I personally think they're a little bit undervalued. Uh, I think that they could be higher priced, but she's not listening to me about that. So you're getting a pretty good deal if you work with her. Thank you so much. For Thanks being part so of the much, show. Rachel. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. You made my morning. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>